Welcome to the Listings Lab podcast with Jess LaNouvelle, founder of the Listings Lab and best-selling author of More Money, Less Hustle, becoming the seven-figure real estate agent. Are you ready to learn how to scale your real estate business from six to seven figures and create unlimited scalability and financial freedom in the process? It's time to take back your life and avoid the oh-so-common realtor burnout. Learn techniques and strategies to help you build relationships at scale and create a business full of clients you love with systems that give you the freedom to live your life. It's time to put aside the old school tactics and embrace a new way of business where you can have predictability in everything that you do. Let's get into it. So what we're talking about today or what I'm talking about today is why omnipresence is the most effective way to have more people aware of you, why it is the game changing thing that is missing from your business. And we're going to talk a little bit about some advanced psychology today. Uh, We're going to talk about cognitive bias and why it allows us to formulate thoughts and ideas and theories in the mind of your potential clients. So the entire idea of omnipresence is to combine these cognitive biases together and through your content, allow for someone to see you as the only choice. When they see you as the only choice, they also don't commission haggle. So to give you an idea on how this works, I want to share with you just a few of these cognitive biases. We can't go through all of them because obviously there's, there's a tremendous amount that goes into this, but we also want you to understand why this is like, I I want you to keep this in mind as you're developing content and understanding why it's so effective. So the first one that we're going to talk about is the red car effect, right? And this is really simple. So when we're trained to see something or something is top of mind, we believe that that thing is important and we see it everywhere. It's basically like keeping something at the front, at the front end of your mind so that basically like when you see it, you're just more aware of it, right? Because we're always bombarded with things that we're trying to filter out in our world, right? So the red car effect is really like when you have something that's top of mind, you see it everywhere and you're more aware of the fact that you see it everywhere. So let's say you want a new red car or you're thinking about buying a red car. You will see red cars absolutely everywhere. It's the same thing for your ideal clients, right? If they have a problem in their lives, they're going to start seeing potential solutions everywhere. And it's the same idea of like, again, putting the right content in front of them at the right time. The next one is the small pond effect. And you've heard me talk about this a lot. So the small pond effect or the bandwagon effect makes it so that you don't realize that not everyone else is doing something. This means that because of your own beliefs around something, whatever it is, you believe that everyone else knows that person or believes something in a certain way because you're formulating your own bias. This allows you to create a very small bubble effect online where people who want to work with you or people who people do want to work with you because they believe that everyone else is and they don't want to miss out. You're kind of like like the the trendy online person to be working with, right? And so that's really what like what comes about here. The next one that I want to talk about is attentional bias. So this is what we pay attention to, we move forward, right? And and this is something that we talk about from a mindset perspective all the time. So the next time you go on a walk, start looking at things. Whatever you choose to look at, your body will automatically attempt to move towards those things, which is why when we're taught to drive, we're always taught not to look out like look outside of the road and keep our eyes on the road. Because when we're driving, if you start to look at things off the road, you will actually unintentionally steer towards those things. 
right? So the attentional bias is something that works really well when we're talking about when we're talking about omnipresence, because you, what you're doing is you're gaining more and more and more attention. And therefore, someone is actually feeling an internal pull towards you. The next one is the Barham effect. And this is the tendency to accept certain information is true, right? Character assessments, horoscopes, when the information is vague. So most people want to be pegged a certain way. So even if you're inaccurate at describing them, even if your marketing isn't exactly bang on, which is obviously not something that, we're, that we want, they'll still think that you're for them if your marketing is positioned properly. So what we mean by that is if they're, if they're seeing you as much as they need to be seeing you, really at the end of the day, even if your, mar if your messaging is a little bit off, which we of course don't want because it's just making things harder for you, but really at the end of the day, what we're actually doing is we're still pulling people towards you. We're still, we're still having people feel like you, you are for them. Now the mere exposure effect is definitely the one that I talk about the most. So this is really like the idea of, you know, you feel closer to something that you are most familiar with. The mere exposure effect is basically the idea that when you see something or see someone over and over again, you begin to build trust with that person, right? A horrible example. I've used this a lot, but it's the same reason why Stockholm Syndrome exists, why people feel comfortable or feel trusting of someone who has kidnapped them. And it's because over time, that's the only person that they've been exposed to. The same thing works in online marketing, right? The more people who, who you are exposed to over and over again, the more chances you have of that person actually building that no like and trust factory with you strictly through exposure. The next one that I want to talk about is the context effect. So if we understand the context of something, we will believe that we understand the whole thing, right? So this allows you to show your method or your process or even something with a good headline and allow for someone to fill in the blanks, right? So if your headline is really good or you're able to essentially like go through a piece of your process, people will automatically fill in the blanks for the rest of it. The next one that I want to talk about is actually the something that's really, really effective. And this is called the skim effect. So most people, we all know this, we're all online every day. Most people don't read or listen to watch any or watch anything in full. And that doesn't matter. As long as they skim and they see the highlight, they'll fill in the blanks, right? So as long as you were the one that delivered what they skimmed on a regular basis, you will be remembered for it. Okay, so that's also important. I've got two more. The second to last one that I want to talk about is the third party effect. So endorsements and social proof go a long way. There's a reason why we talk over and over again about using PR and not just listed, just sold stuff on your social media. There's a reason why PR works so well, especially in ad campaigns. Okay, so we're talking about endorsements, case studies, testimonials, and PR. People overvalue what other people say about you along with the publications that you might be in, right? Or podcasts that you might be on. They overvalue those things, right? So the so when you put those things in front of those people in an automated way, they're going to overvalue that and they see you as being third-party verified. Now, the last one that I want to talk about is the spotlight effect. And this describes how people tend to believe that others are paying more attention to them than they actually are. And this is actually the opposite. This is why people do not actually properly implement omnipresence. And the truth really is, is that the spotlight effect is it might be what's holding your marketing back. So basically, the idea is, is you believe or most people believe that 
people are paying more attention to them than they actually are. So our tendency to always feel like we're in the spotlight, this bias shows up really frequently in our day-to-day lives, right? So a positive example is the, of this is when we nail a presentation, we overestimate how much we impressed our coworkers, right? So salespeople are, are notorious for this. I nailed it. They're sold. I'm getting this listing. Again, that's that might be a spotlight effect. And on the negative side of it, when we bomb a presentation, we feel like everybody's laughing at us behind our backs, which is, again, not true. You actually truly believe that people are paying more attention than they are. So what you need to do, this is why people don't implement omnipresence in full, because they believe that they're getting the attention that they need when the truth is that they're not. So, and of course, if I listed all of the different cognitive biases, we would be here all day. I think there's probably two dozen of them. But the truth is, is that once you realize how truly implemented omnipresence changes human behavior, you'll start to realize that this can be embedded in all of your content. Omnipresence is just simply the ability to share all of these biases, pull people towards you. This is what attraction marketing actually is. Pulling those people towards you automatically. So yes, we talk a lot here about organic content. We talk a lot about how to reach people without ads and without paid marketing. But when you nail it, and when you really want to properly implement real omnipresence, that's when it becomes automated. And it's not, it's not, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to post this many times a day just to get as many people to see my stuff as possible. What we're really talking about is all of this. How do you bring people towards you? How do you use these cognitive biases to make sure that you're seeing them or that they're seeing you every single day? on a regular basis, the right content, on the right platform, at the right time. It all works together to make sure that you actually are pulling people towards you. And I posted a testimonial, or not even a testimonial, a screenshot that Johnny Lane sent me. And basically what it said was, I got four listings in the last four days. And all of it was just because of omnipresence. It was because of the fact that people were seeing me everywhere. And we were using exactly these different biases to be able to change people's natural human behavior. So all of that is super, super important to remember as you're creating content, right? It's not just about showing up for the sake of showing up. It's about, do you understand truly what these people need to see, what they need to, to hear so that you are you're pulling them towards you? This is attraction marketing. It takes the chase out of your business. But the first key point about all of this is, do you know who you're targeting? Or have you niched down? Do you know who this ideal person is that you actually need to be speaking to? And that's really where most people make the initial mistake, right? Do you have your niche nailed down? right? Most people don't. Most people don't even know what their niche is. I talked to someone on a podcast the other day and she told me that her niche was anybody who has the same values as her. That's not a niche. From a marketing standpoint, that's, 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 an, that's a disaster. So what we want to do is make sure that you're fully niched down, that you have a target demographic so that you can become omnipresent. We can create a situation where you are the big fish in the small pond. People see you as the only choice and you can sit back while your content does its work. And basically what you're doing is you're casting a bigger net, even though you're fishing in a smaller pond, if that makes sense. So if this is something that, you know, that from a niching perspective, if you're like, okay, I have been thinking about my niche or working on my niche or imagining that I'm going to be working within a new niche or whatever for a period of time, 
let's work on this. Let's fix this so that you can actually properly move forward. This is the key. Luxury is not a niche, okay? Let's just get this out there. Property types are not a niche, okay? A niche is, is, a, is solving a human problem. And I, a lot of people don't understand that when you try to speak to everyone, you speak to no one. And so a lot of people, what, like I had someone the other day say, in the Facebook group say, you know, I speak to everyone and everyone responds. If that's really the case, you'd have an eight-figure business. You'd be, you'd be doing like a thousand deals a year. But the truth is, is that most people actually are not niche down properly. So it's really, really important that we nail that niche so that you can create everything on top of it because everything that is worth anything comes from on top of that. So again, just remember, you know, the, from a cognitive bias standpoint, these are things, this is psychology that we are using to pull people towards us. We're helping, we're actually in, in a, in a non-manipulative way, we are allowing those people to see us as the only choice and move them towards us in a way that feels good to them. Okay, so none of this is about manipulation. Can these tools be used for bad? Of course they can. But the key here is that we're, these are good agents using these tools for good and allowing people to choose them because they're going to do a better job for them. Right. That's really what it all comes down to. We're actually teaching people not only how to have a bigger platform and how to amplify their message, but also how to use proper human psychology to move those people towards them so that they don't have to work so hard to serve people at a high level. Thanks for listening to talk to our team about how the listings lab can help you grow your business visit thelistingslab.com forward slash apply. If you enjoyed this episode, please give the podcast five stars on iTunes and help us to reach other agents who want to massively scale their business the modern way. And if you want more marketing and scalability strategies for your real estate business in between episodes, then join the Listings Lab Facebook group or follow Jess on Instagram at Jess Lanouvelle. Thanks again for tuning in and we hope you'll join us next week.